The LA Kings fall in Edmonton and head back home tied at a game apiece in the Stanley Cup playoffs. What went wrong in game two and what do the Kings need to do to get a win in game three? That and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan. For 30 years. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Well, the LA Kings followed up their game one win with a similar effort in game two with a different result. The Kings lost to the Oilers in Edmonton Wednesday night, four to two, and head back to LA with the series now tied at 1 1. A quick recap of the game that saw the Kings, just like in game one of the series, fall behind 2 nothing after the opening period. Just like in Game 1, the Oilers had star Leon Dreisaitl score a goal in the opening period. And just like in Game 1, one of the two goals scored by Edmonton in the first period was on the power play. Now, the Kings would mount a comeback, but unlike in Game 1, the Kings didn't wait around to the third period to start the rally. This time, they did it in the second period behind goals from Philip Deneau and Gabe Velarde back in the lineup after missing 10 games with a lower body injury. In the third period, though, Edmonton would get the next goal, retain the lead, Ice it with an empty net goal and skate off with a 4-2 win, again, to even the series at 1-1. So let's start with some of the things we talked about after Game 1, heading into Game 2. I said the Kings would need to weather the storm early because the Oilers were going to come out with a strong effort, not wanting to go down two games to nothing, heading to L.A. Well, I didn't realize that storm was going to be a Cat 5 hurricane. Edmonton was the better team in the opening period of game one, but they absolutely dominated the Kings in the opening period of game two. Not only did LA give up two goals, they didn't get a shot on goal until a minute 43 to go in the first period. And they had a power play opportunity in that first period as well with no shots on goal. I said the Kings needed to get off to a better start and test Oilers rookie goalie Stuart Skinner after his rough third period and the overtime goal that he allowed in game one. That obviously did not happen. Uh, the Kings didn't have any decent scoring chances at all in that opening period and finished being outshot 11-3. to But honestly, it seemed worse than that. Edmonton came out flying. They didn't let the Kings breathe in that opening period, scored two goals, and the crowd was in the game. Just like in Game 1, the second period was much better for the LA Kings, although it was hard to imagine it being any worse than what it was in the first period. But not only did the Kings actually get 11 shots on goal in the second period, but they got two goals to tie up the game. And despite the poor first period, you got to love the grit that the Kings have shown so far in battling back in the two games so far on the road against a very good team. Uh, I think that the Kings have proved to themselves that they can come back against this team, uh, that they need to stay patient, even at times when they look like they might be overmatched. The chances will eventually come. They just need to capitalize on those chances when they do come. I said on Wednesday that if the Kings could have the lead or if the game was tied late in the third period, 
that I thought the pressure would mount on the home team because, again, they did not want to go down 0-2, now heading out on the road. Unfortunately, that didn't have a chance to happen because the Oilers scored early in the third period to get the lead. And so that kind of took the pressure off, got the crowd back in the game, and that building of the pressure on the favorite at home never really materialized. Another key for the Kings was winning the special teams battle, and that did not happen in game number two. The Oilers were one for one on the power play, while the Kings went 0 for 4 with a man advantage. Good job by the Kings to stay out of a penalty box, but in what was essentially a one-goal game, not getting at least one goal on four power play chances was one of the reasons why the Kings came up short in game number two. In the second period, the Kings had almost four full minutes of power play time, but again, could not score a goal. The Kings did another solid job on Edmonton superstar Connor McDavid, the soon-to-be league MVP who had 64 goals and 153 points in the regular season, had one assist in Game 2 for his first point of the series, but for the most part was held in check for a second straight game. However, Leon Dreisaitl continues to be uh, the hero of the series so far for the Oilers. He had a goal and two assists in Game 3. Dreisaitl now with three goals and five points so far in two games in the series. He has clearly been the biggest problem for the LA Kings with his size, his ability to hold onto the puck and to shield off defenders. Plus, he's an elite passer and, of course, has some pretty good goal-scoring touch as well. Now, McDavid will be the MVP of the regular season, but so far, Leon Dreisaitl is putting his name in early Conn Smythe, Smythe Trophy consideration as playoff MVP. Of course, it is very early, but he's been good. Uh, there were two, two key moments, I thought, for the LA Kings uh, in this one. Uh, after LA had tied the game up with their second goal in the second period, forward Rasmus Kupari had a glorious scoring chance all alone on a breakaway, ended up hitting the post. That goal goes in. Then the Kings are leading going to the third period, and it could be a different ball game. Unfortunately, Rasmus could not come through in a key moment. Uh, and then there was the goal allowed by Jonas Corposalo on what was a pretty routine shot um, early in the third period. And again, that helped the crowd get back into it, kind of took some of the pressure off the Oilers and put the pressure on the Kings in that third period. We're going to talk about Jonas Corposalo's performance, though, overall in game number two in just a moment. All in all, a terrible first period, great grit and a great comeback in the second period by the Kings, fall short in the third didn't take advantage of their power play opportunities. So just like last season, the Oilers and Kings are tied at 1-1, heading into game number three, coming to Los Angeles. It is now a best-of-five playoff series between the Kings and the Oilers. Let's get into the goaltending performance by both netminders. But first, this episode of Locked on LA Kings, your team every day, is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? then you got to try a Built Bar. They are so delicious, you won't think you're eating something that's good for you. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable new flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it. These things taste like candy bars, but they're actually healthy for you. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now... You can get them as well at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. They're in the pharmacy section. In addition to the new flavors, they've got the old favorites too, like cookies and cream, double chocolate, and coconut puffs, Built Bars, protein bars that taste like candy bars. The LA Kings host the Edmonton Oilers Friday night, 7 p.m. Pacific, with the series tied at 1-1. Catch every moment of the Kings' hometown broadcast on Sirius XM on the SXM app search, LA Kings. 
couple of players that stood out for the Kings in game number two in a positive way were goalie Jonas Corposalo and forward Gabe Velarde. Let's check in on the goaltending matchup first between the Kings and the Oilers, and we'll start with L.A. netminder Jonas Corposalo. He allowed three goals on 36 shots. Let's break down the three goals that Corposalo allowed. The first one was a shot by Leon Dreisaitl that I believe deflected off of Kings defenseman Alex Edler. It went just wide of the net and then immediately ricocheted right back out to the side of the net where Derek Ryan was there for the Oilers to put it in. Uh, that's a really tough read for Corposalo. Try and make that save, bouncing uh, hard off the end boards. Uh, that certainly was not a soft goal in any way. Um, credit the Oilers on that one. Second goal was on the power play with Connor McDavid making a very nice cross-ice pass to Leon Dreisaitl, who scored on a one-timer. That is an almost impossible save for any goaltender against two of the elite players in the NHL. The third goal was a fairly routine shot from the top of the left faceoff circle. Looked like it went through Kings defenseman Sean Dursey, but that was stoppable. Uh, it was not a great scoring chance. It uh, didn't come from one of the top goal scorers for the Oilers. Uh, Klim Costins was the guy who scored it. Um, and I think Corpusalo was probably hurt by the fact that he didn't get a good read on the release because of it kind of went through Jersey's legs. However, uh, it is really hard to be upset with Jonas Corpusalo for that goal because he had multiple big-time saves before and after that goal that kept the Kings in the game, most notably on a Vander Kane on a break-in in the first period, multiple big saves in the second period on Nick Bukestad, Connor McDavid, and Matthias Ekholm, and again on McDavid with a backhand chance in the third period. All in all, I thought Jonas Corpusala was very, very good, and he absolutely kept the Kings in the game. Is it unfortunate that the game-winning goal ended up being a bit of a soft goal? Absolutely. But in the end, like I said, um, I thought Jonas Corpusala was good enough to get the Kings a win, that score could have been a lot different if he doesn't play very, very well. So for me, Jonas Corposalo actually was one of the brighter stars for the Kings in game number two, despite letting in that, that third goal that ended up costing the Kings. As far as Oilers, rookie goalie Stuart Skinner, he allowed two goals on 24 shots, breaking down the two goals that Skinner allowed. The first one was a nice effort by Philip Deneau to stick with it after he got a nice pass from behind the net from Adrian Kempe. Deneau put a backhand shot on from in close. Skinner made the save. Then after fumbling the rebound, Deneau was able to get his second attempt just inside the far post. Uh, great job of sticking with it by Deneau. Not a real great job of covering the post by Stuart Skinner. And on the second goal, kind of similar. Gabe Velarde took it strong to the net, put a backhand shot uh, on, and somehow it squeaked in between the left post and Skinner's skate. Again, not a great goal allowed by Stuart Skinner. Um, but he did have some pretty good saves um, here and there. There was a one-timer from Victor Arvidsson on the power play in the second period. That was a really good save. Um, could have been big with the Kings getting a power play goal. But I say the edge in net still continues to be in favor of the LA Kings. Hopefully that edge will be part of the difference in the end in the Kings winning the series. Um, I think the lesson, uh, if you're the Kings, as far as game two going up against Stuart Skinner, is take it hard to the net. Uh, stick with it. Um, he allows some rebounds. Uh, and those are there. Um, and his confidence might be a little bit shaky. Um, so uh, I, I want to, like I said, I think the goaltending matchup still favors the LA Kings. I thought that Jonas Corposalo outplayed Stuart Skinner. Unfortunately, Kings, though, couldn't get an extra goal or two to help out their goaltender. Um, I think the Kings, though, would be... Uh, would benefit from actually making Stuart Skinner work for three periods. Uh, right now, 
in each of the first two games, he's had to work for two periods. He hasn't had to work at all in the first periods of games one or games two. How about making him work for three full periods? That actually might be uh, part of the difference. Jonas Corposolo has had to work hard for three periods in both games one and two. So that's certainly a key going forward for the LA Kings. And by the way, for those of you that, uh, that may have wondered if the Kings should have kept the platoon situation going between Corposolo and Phoenix Copley going into the playoffs, uh, the Minnesota Wild decided to give this a try. I don't know if you've been paying attention to any of the other games going on in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but uh, Philip Gustafson uh, has been one of the goaltenders for Minnesota. And in their opening game against Dallas, which went two overtimes, he made 51 saves in a victory over the Stars. But in game number two, Minnesota head coach Dean Evison decided to swap out the goaltenders, which they did for most of the regular season. He put in veteran and future Hall of Famer Mark andre Fleury in net for game two. And that didn't work out. Flurry allowed seven goals on 31 shots in a 7-3 loss to the Stars. Now, that's hardly scientific evidence against trying the two-goalie system, but uh, it was tried uh, in, a, in a game, in a series so far, and it did not work out very well. Uh, as far as maybe seeing Phoenix Copley at some point in this series, um, I would say based off the first two games, that's not going to happen anytime soon. But if Jonas Corposalo does falter if he has a bad game then I'm sure the Kings would have no problem going to Phoenix Copley but as it stands right now the net belongs to Jonas Corposalo for the LA Kings we got to talk about Gabe Velarde it was great to see him back on the ice Uh, he got better I thought as the game went along he didn't look very rusty after missing those 10 games and then having to jump right into playoff hockey and the pace that that has that that comes at thought he handled it very well Uh, He ended up playing 14 minutes and 37 seconds on the third line. Um, He did have a goal and was a plus one. And he even ended up playing some center late in the game. Uh, Tom McClellan decided to pretty much bench Blake Lazat. He put Velarde at center on the third line, along with Alex Iafalo and Carl Grundstrom. Um, I did say that I didn't think that we'd see Gabe Velarde on the number one power play unit. And that, in fact, was the case. They put him on the second power play unit. Um, didn't have any really good scoring chances uh, on that regard, but I thought that was the right move to kind of put him back in on that second power play unit. Maybe that changes going forward in game number three. Not sure, but again, great to see Gabe Velarde on the ice. I thought that he played very, very well, obviously had the great goal, and uh, he should be an asset going forward in the series for the LA Kings. Other than Velarde moving to center, um, and maybe we see Lazat drop down to centering the fourth line going forward. I don't really anticipate any lineup changes for the LA Kings going into game three. I know that there has been uh, a bit of an outcry on social media for what that's worth uh, to bench defenseman Sean Dersey. Uh, I have a friend who texts me often about Sean Dersey, uh, and I, I brought it up late in the season. Um, I thought that Jordan Spence should have gotten more playing time to get him ready for to, to be a potential option in the playoffs if necessary. Todd McClellan chose not to do that. Um, is it possible we could see Sean Walker at right D on the third pairing in place of Jersey? I think it's possible, but I don't think it's likely. I think Jersey's offensive abilities um, and his time on that second power play unit continues to keep him in the lineup. I would anticipate that that would continue going forward. That's kind of been what Todd McClellan has shown. Um, you know, as far as the future of Sean Jersey with the LA Kings, that's something that we can get into when we talk more about things that go on in the off season, but I know that uh, there have been some moments for Sean Dersey uh, that uh, haven't been great. Um, he is a third pairing defenseman, you know, but he does see a lot of key minutes. So 
hopefully he can kind of shore things up a little bit. And uh, like I said, I think we're going to still see him in the lineup going forward. But uh, it is something to, to, to watch for. So what do the Kings need to do to win game number three? We're going to talk about that next. But first, I want to remind you today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, your team every day, is brought to you by eBay Motors. Great championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure the part that you get fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check mark to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, at the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Don't forget the LA Kings host the Edmonton Oilers Friday night, 7 p.m. Pacific, with the series tied at 1-1. Catch every moment of the Kings' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search LA Kings. So what do the Kings need to do to reclaim the lead in the series with a Game 3 victory? Well, a lot of the keys we've talked about before will remain keys throughout the series. Stay out of the penalty box, win the special teams battle, contain Connor McDavid. But I would say the number one thing the Kings have to do is get off to better starts. The Kings have played two bad opening periods, or perhaps the Oilers have played two great opening periods, depending on your point of view. Uh, but that has to change regardless. Uh, hopefully a raucous home crowd can help give the team some extra energy. Uh, I'm going to be out there at games three and four. I'll be in the press box, though, and it's frowned upon to cheer in the press box. Uh, so uh, if you're going to the game, uh, cheer for me. Uh, but seriously, uh, the crowd in Edmonton, when they weren't throwing stuff on the ice, was a factor. Uh, the crowds in the Stanley Cup playoffs can help their teams give them that little extra push, get them off to this good start, get that extra energy going in the building. So I would, I would, if you're going out to the game, uh, I would plead to you, Kings fans, let make your presence known, be loud, be proud, cheer this team on. You can be a factor in games three and four and hopefully give the Kings a little bit of an energy boost again, to get off to some better starts. The Kings have to start better. I talked about it earlier. The, they, the Kings have not had to make Stuart Skinner work for three full periods. He's gotten a period off in each of the two games. That can't happen. The Kings have to have better starts. They have to have better first periods. And I think that having uh, the home crowd behind them, getting that little bit of extra energy, and, and obviously getting the last change as well so they can get some more favorable matchups certainly will help. And don't forget, the LA Kings were a fantastic team on home ice this year. Their record was 26-11-1. That was tied for the most wins at home by any team in the Western Conference. It was the most wins of any team in the Pacific Division. So home ice factor certainly can be a key. It needs to be a factor for the LA Kings and hopefully, again, can help them get off to better starts because they have to have better first periods uh, and try and not fall behind. It would be nice to see the Kings play with the lead at some point. We have not seen that at all so far in the playoffs. The only time the Kings have had a lead against the Oilers was when they scored the overtime game winner in game one. So... Uh, I think this could also be uh, a different style as far as dictating how the game goes if the Kings are able to get a lead. So again, there's no doubt in my mind, the biggest key in game number three, get off to a better start, make 
Stuart Skinner work from the opening drop of the faceoff uh, in the game and try and get a try and get a lead. Try and get a lead. Try not to have to come from behind uh, again and again. It's great that we've seen the fight and the grit, and it's great to know the Kings can do that if they need to. But uh, I would like to see uh, the Kings how they would play holding on to a lead and having the better goalie uh, in this matchup. So what is the narrative for both teams after two games? I think if you're an Oilers fan, you're probably thinking, we have dominated this team at times. The only reason they won game one was because of our mistakes. Connor McDavid has no goals, just one point, and we still have been the better team. The Kings can't stop Leon Dreisaitl, and it's only a matter of time before we pull away in this series. I think if you're the Kings, you're thinking, we still haven't played a complete game yet, and yet the series is tied at 1-1. The Oilers can't put us away. We have contained Connor McDavid. We have the better goalie, and as soon as we start playing a full three periods of hockey, we're going to show that we're the better team. Plus, now that we have Gabe Velarde back, uh, that gives us an extra weapon, and who knows, maybe Kevin Fiala could rejoin the team. At some point, unfortunately, there is no news. I hope I wasn't trying to tease you there on that one. Um, There is no update on Kevin Fiala as far as his return to the LA Kings lineup. Obviously, that would be a huge boost. It would actually be kind of cool if they were keeping it on the down low and suddenly he shows up on the ice. That would certainly get the home crowd going. But uh, it doesn't look likely. Um, We have had no reports of him skating, no reports of him practicing, and um, it doesn't look good for him to return at some point in the series. Uh, that could change if we see him on the ice, uh, at least, you know, getting some skating in. But it's very, very unlikely that this is being kept a secret. And it's very, very unlikely that Kevin Fiala is just going to go from not skating to being in the lineup, you know, instantaneously. So happy to have Gabe Velarde back. That's going to help. Uh, it would it would be great if we get Kevin Fiala back. But again, the latest on Kevin Fiala, not skating. Uh, there is no, uh, it doesn't look like his return is imminent. Uh, for the LA King, but uh, we'll see. Things can change in a day. Maybe tomorrow we'll get some better news. Uh, Looking forward to some playoff hockey here in Los Angeles. Excited about game number three. Can't wait to get out to crypto.com arena on Friday and Sunday. Hope to see you out there. And most importantly, hope to hear you out there as well. There is nothing like Stanley cup playoff hockey in person. It is amazing. Uh, So hopefully uh, we can see the Kings at least get a victory in one of those two games make it a three-game series going forward, and uh, and kind of take our chances there. Hey, don't forget the LA Kings host the Evans and Oilers Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific with the series tied at 1-1. Catch every moment of the Kings' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM on the SXM app search, LA Kings. Hey, don't forget, coming up on tomorrow's show, we are scheduled to be joined by LA Kings longtime TV analyst Jim Fox to get his thoughts on the first two games of the Stanley Cup final, or Stanley Cup playoffs, I should say, between the Oilers and Kings, also to get his thoughts on what to expect in game number three. If you'd like to stay connected to the show, you can always send me an email, lockedoneddy at gmail.com. By the way, I did get an email from a listener talking about playoff beards, uh, and uh, <laughs> he uh, he told me that after, he, uh, after the Kings won their Stanley Cups, he shaved his beard, and he has it saved in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> as some sort of memento of the good times uh he included a picture of it too um okay i don't know about that but okay whatever works for you i hope you get another bag of hair uh at the end of this season from the la kings uh if you have any comments or questions uh you can certainly add them uh if you're watching on youtube in the comments below we're also on twitter at locked on la kings and on instagram at locked on la kings as well 
I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of Locked on Podcast Network. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Looking forward to a conversation with Jim Fox. And as always, go Kings go.